From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 269 for the week of March 27, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Michael continues his lead up to next year's 60th anniversary of Disneyland. Not his. And Tony has results from round one of March Madness. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard's threat of the week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hey. hey there. Hi there. Hello. Hi there. We missed you, Nancy. No, oh, well, thank you. I've been a little under the weather, so if I cough. Yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like it's going around the Southern California, General California area. Yeah. Guess who actually went to Disneyland? No way. You? Yeah, I did. Did you know you have to have a ticket to get in? Yeah, th- that's a new thing for the 80s. Yeah, really? Because I thought like <laughs> they had tickets for each ride. Yeah, no. No? <laughs> um, But... I guess I'll mention that when we discuss rapid fire, okay, not rapid cool. fire housekeeping. I okay, forget what, the segments. What, what what did what what did you see at Disneyland that you want to talk about? Well, first I did go on with my lovely woman. The yeah. um, and I'm going to leave it there because then it'll sound inappropriate. Um, no, I'm on um Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, it was everything you guys said and more. It was um, the it was really 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 smooth. Like, yeah. that's why I noticed on the added effects. So I'm just agreeing with what you guys said. Cool. Um, the other thing that I actually wanted to bring up, and this is probably going to have people maybe start discussing, is the freaking people cutting in line. Like, I, I'm, it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. So the Big Thunder, it's the, now that they have that line outside, right? It's like just asking for people to cut. And mm-hmm. I know you've got a big family and you've got two people getting, dri- but, it's really like, and if you're going to do it, at least ask, you know? Right. So right. there was the one the where it was really bad, I thought, was Space Mountain. Because up in Space Mountain, there were a oh, bunch yeah. of people sitting down, basically telling everyone, guess what, guys? We're going to cut as soon as it's our turn. Like, pay your freaking dues while you're in line. Right. I, there, I almost said something to a cast member and I didn't because I was ready to go on the ride after the 70 minute wait. But I think that they should have, there should be somebody up there saying you can't just sit here. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, that's literally what people are, like a big group of people were just sitting there and then, oh, it's my waiting, turn to get waiting in. For the, waiting for the rest of their party? No, there was a group in line. There was probably like 15 That's what I'm saying. There, there were some, some in line and some sitting? Yeah. And then okay. once it t- finally starts to go in, okay, now I'll show up. Yeah. And what's more annoying about that is you're watching them just sit there right. while you're standing up. And I think that Disney should do – I think – I'm not saying should be up there saying, you know, you can't wait for your group. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? No? I agree. Yeah. I mean, we've been in line at the Matterhorn and had like a dad come up and – stand there you know the dad has been in line in front of us the whole time and then just when you get to a bend where it switchbacks 
Boom. Eight family members. Dad gets out of line and goes runs to another area. Ooh. And and these were like teenagers and like 20 or like, and they were all able bodied. So I'm like, I understand like, or someone's feel like there was no feeling sick. There was no, I mean, I, I'm not a doctor. I couldn't tell. Body break. But yeah. you could. T- wasn't like they could. Took no, a kid it was to not. No, this was just, yeah. hey, I ain't sitting in line. Why don't you? My more, actually, I have a bigger problem with the group that let him in. Like, I'd be, no, I'm not letting you in. I just waited 70 minutes. Right. I don't care for my friend. Um, yeah. Except for you, yeah. anybody here on the podcast, I would let you cut me. I would right. call you all out <laughs> and say, look who just cut it. Yeah. But cut it. I don't think that's the right word. But um, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, nice. So that was the one thing that I saw um, yesterday. And then also, I guess... If someone was in line, if you were in line, guys, at a at a big long line, and someone asked you to just buy them a water, what would you do? Uh, no. Okay, no. One no from Nancy. No. Mm, yeah, I probably wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm a, a you're, you're talking a stranger coming up and saying. All I really want is a water. Can you, I get no, not can I get in front of you? I'll give no, you they, money. They wanted and to you hand buy you the, the water. Th- Oh geez, yeah, no, not for anybody. Not you don't for know, anybody you don't know. Okay. And I am a and and just to give you a comment, I am one of those people who lets people with two items go ahead of them at the grocery store when I'm unloading my cart. So I'm just saying, that's my opinion on. Well, we disagreed on what to do. I was in a jerky mood, like I am this this evening, and I just made a face. <laughs> And then she kind of left. Um, yeah, she she was kind of upset at me for saying no. But um, but it's interesting because being with a girl, I think she like I don't think she would have asked me on my own. But since I was with a girl, mm-hmm. I think like oh, okay, they're nice. And so, yeah, I don't. But the, I don't know. I like now. I kind of think that I should have bought it. Just to be friendly. No, I mean, who does that? How many, how many Would people you go were in up line? And ask a stranger Would I ask a stranger to go buy you I a wouldn't, water? But when someone asks you, I don't know. I'm just saying, maybe I, it's a way of paying it forward. Why on earth would you do that? I mean, there are so many water places. I almost made a smart aleck comment and said, okay, for an extra two bucks. But I, I didn't. Nice. I was thinking it, though. Well, you know, how many places are there where you can buy a thing of water at the Disney parks? Right. There are never hardly any lines at the little fruit market stands where you can get water or the, you know, some of the popcorn carts or any of that. Yeah. And, okay. I mean, really. And then my last thing I want to say, this is what happens when I haven't been for a while, and I apologize. Um, So, when I was talking to Christina, she's... From Florida, been to Disney World all the time, right? And so the question was, and I didn't have an answer. And I was like, well, you know what? I have some friends that might have an answer. Um, I have these friends that do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, why? I understand why we do refurbs. Mm-hmm. But we had a, there were a lot that were down considering. And then things broke down. Space Mountain broke down while we were there. Splash Mountain broke down while we were there. And the discussion was whether things break down as much at Walt Disney World. And I couldn't come up with an answer for that because I went, well, the refurb, I understand. Like, do we get more writers? I don't know if that's true. I'm just asking. 
I don't think we get more riders, do we? I mean, Magic Kingdom has a huge, yeah. huge capacity. So how do they refurb theirs when... I know we talked about last week. How do they refurb theirs when nothing ever gets refurbed? You know what I mean? Well, right. they, they, don't, they definitely hours. don't refurb their uh, their Space Mountain. Well, we know their Space Mountain's garbage, but well, I mean, but but day to day day to day repairs. You're talking, Tony, right? Say that again. Day to day repairs. And things yeah. Like, that. like, how do they do that? Uh, how do they do it so they, they have shorter park hours? Hey, yes, that's what I said. Shorter park hours. But so. That's like yeah. That was the only answer I could give with shorter park yeah, hours. That's 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 got to be okay. Cool. That was it. Awesome. Um, I just want to remind people about our Arizona meet. We have a tentative date. We're looking at October twenty fifth. This is a fundraiser for Give Kids the World, and we're looking at Phoenix, Arizona, or the Phoenix area. So if you are interested, uh, there'll be a link in our show notes for the thread on the boards that. Uh, Denise and Nicole and some of the other people are talking about a meet in Arizona for Give Kids the World in October. So be sure to check that out. They need your help. They need help planning. Um, they're looking for a venue at this point that they can get to to have this uh, event at. And speaking of Gids, Give, Give Kids the World, Coasting for Kids, uh, we are really slow on signups at this point. I think we have we're still stuck at 13 people. So if you are near a, within a couple hours of a Cedar Fair Park that's participating in this, take a look at the, at the website and sign up and have some fun with your Diz friends riding coasters for kids, raise some money, and I'll love you forever. Um, also got to mention our photo contest on the, on the Diz Unplugged Facebook page. That's www.facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. There are three more days to sign up to submit your photo. Uh, the submitting ends uh, March 30th. And then from there, there'll be another couple weeks of voting. So if you want to win a five-day, five-night vacation at the Disneyland Resort, submit your photo now and get your friends to start voting, and the winner could be you. We'll announce that in a couple weeks. Uh, don't forget chat nights, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. If you want to give get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. If you want links to our show or links to, any, links to anything we talk about, you can go to www.disunplugged.com and click that big old green button. Um, any other housekeeping? I have a housekeeping. Go ahead, Michael. Our Northern California listeners have an opportunity to meet Disney legend and friend of the Diz, Marty Sklar, for... Oh, nice. A special signing of his autobiography, Dream It, Do It, My Half Century, Creating Disney's Magic Kingdoms, on Saturday, March 29th, 12 noon to 4 p.m. at the Stage 9 Entertainment Store at 102K Street in Old Sacramento. Also appearing with Marty is Doug Lip. He is the author of Disney U. Um, Doug is actually one of the founders of Disney University and is really interesting. I... I we we've all heard uh Marty speak. I heard Doug Doug Lip do a presentation on Disney University at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Really interesting to talk about, you know, Disney University, how it got started, what Walt's um vision for it was. Mm-hmm. And so if you have an opportunity, go out on Saturday to meet him. We will have a link 
in our show notes to the Stage 9 website where you can find information about this and also their March 28th VIP Night of Imagineering, which is a ticketed event. I love that they have so much going on over there at the museum. There seems to always be some type of event or exhibit you're right. Now, now, this is at Stage 9 Entertainment Store in Sacramento. They they have a lot of Disney art and memorabilia as well as j- just things about films, um, film memorabilia. But yeah, the, but, but the, a lot of the folks that appear at Stage 9 have already appeared at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Any other housekeeping? Um. Excellent. Uh, Let's head over to Tony with the news. Okay. The Anaheim Convention Center just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The Anaheim City Council has approved the seventh expansion project for the Anaheim Convention Center in California more than a year after the venue's Grand Plaza opened. Side note, could we just get it done already? Like, really? It's big. Okay, let's add a little bit more. Let's add a little bit more. The $180 million expansion will include 18,581 square meters of flexible, multi-purpose, and exhibition space at the north end of the convention center. Currently known as Car Park One, the development will replace the existing 1,400 car park spaces and provide... No, not Car Park One. Yeah, I know. Um, And provide new loading docks, vehicular entrance, and a climate-controlled pedestrian bridge... That will connect to the existing facility. Construction will begin this summer and is expected to be completed by fall of 2016. The expansion will allow the city to remain a leader in the ever-expanding field of convention venues and destinations without increasing debt service to the city or the general fund, said a statement from the Anaheim Convention Center. Well, that's nice. Yeah, the convention center speaks. Um, without this expansion... No, is it about not having more debt? Oh, yeah. Um, without this... Ex- yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, good. No, this is a great pair. Like this paragraph will just knock you. It won't. So that's why I was going to let you keep speaking. (laughs) Without this expansion project, the Anaheim Convention Center risks losing business and losing revenue to support city services. The Anaheim Resort generates nearly 50% of general fund taxes. Uh Wow. Which are returned back to the city for community use, such as public safety, parks, and libraries. Jay Burris, president and CEO of the Anaheim Orange County Visitor and Convention Bureau said the expansion will elevate the status of the Anaheim Convention Center as an all-encompassing meeting, convention, and trade show venue. So, but yeah, like you said, let's get get the whole thing done and be done with it. Yeah, I know. I don't get why they keep adding it in pieces. Well, unless like you said, they're they're trying to do it when when they have money and not borrow against. That's true. Uh, and also, I guess it would depend if they've already booked conventions. They don't want to, right. you know, lose that. So, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Disneyland Resorts Hotels earns California's top environmental certification. Before we read, Michael, is your band going to be playing? Um, <laughs> Was it the Global Hygiene Revolution? Yes, I'll have to check with my booking agent. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought Global Hygiene Revolution. Resol- revol- revolution, right? Should be um pre- re- being a big, uh, pre- you know, pre- performing at the party. Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa, Disneyland Hotel, and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel each earn an environmentalist certification from the California Green Lodging Program. The environmentalist certification represents the state's top rating for travelers seeking green lodging. Fewer than 1% of Orange County hotels share this level of certification with the Disneyland wow. Resort Hotels. 
It's Orange County. They're like, whatever. Um, <laughs> state auditors survey topics including water and energy conservation, waste minimization and recycling, and pollution prevention. Disneyland Resort hotels participate in numerous recycling programs, including recycling plastic cards used as guest room keys. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> cooking oil used to fuel Disneyland Resort attractions. and partial train. Yeah. And partially used... Soaps and bottled amenities that are sanitized and repackaged into hygiene products. Mm -hmm. Globally. Globally, Globally. yes. For children and families around the world in partnership with Clean the World Foundation. So, again. Very cool. I mean, the 1%. Very nice. I know. To me, who I want to know what the 1%, like that's like one more hotel, right? I mean, if there are three of them. Yeah. That's very cool. So, that's the news. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. Time for some happy news this week, actually. Yeah, I know. I was like, it was weird because we didn't have to discuss horrible things. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) Maybe that's because you helped with the news. And maybe I'm the one that only finds the really bad. Maybe you're the depressing one. Okay. No, no, but no. Yeah, I am the depressed. I like to find the really horrible, darker side of (laughs) Disneyland and then share it with everyone. Okay, Schleprock. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Time for a rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, at the April activities at the Walt Disney Family Museum begin with the film of the month, Lady and the Tramp. And this is always one of my favorite films because they actually took a scene from Walt's life in and put it into this film. Does anybody know what that is? No. When um, Walt gave... Please tell me it's not the, the rolling of the meatball. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Walt and Lillian at their favorite Italian restaurant. Now, um, Walt gave Lillian uh, for Christmas, he gave her a little puppy and he wrapped it in a hat box and gave it to her. And uh, when the Disney artists heard that, they put it into the film. Nice. Very cool. So, very charming. Yeah, they have a lot of terrific um, open studio events, and these are free with studio admission. Um, and, you know, we'll have a link to the calendar in our show notes so you can check for the ones that you're most interested in. But they have one about um, story time and mobiles where you can um, twist, attach, and wrap all kinds of colorful materials together and make your own uh, mobile, and which is a lot of fun. And they do that. Um, throughout the month. They also are continuing to have the stop motion animation open studio where you can make your own little stop motion animation film. They also will be having a printmaking open studio session where you can design your own handmade stamps and create unique prints that can be used over and over again. I remember when I was a a boy, we used to make those out of linoleum blocks. We'd carve our own prints they also have a workshop where, um, oh, they also have an open studio on fashion illustration where you can add some flair to what you're wearing by designing and illustrating your own clothing and costumes. And you do that by using um, watercolor and colorful textured materials to draw these outfits out of your own imagination. They also have... Um, Let's see, they have a, a, a workshop, watercolor and fashion with couture Colleen, um, Quinn. And this is where you can, um, she's leading a workshop illustrating how fashion and costume design are integral in creating, um, a character. So you can, um, 
use watercolor painting techniques and fashion illustration silhouettes to create imaginary gowns for characters, including Cinderella and Snow White. Uh, they do have several spotlight talks. These are talks that happen within the galleries. Again, these are also free of charge. The, they have, um, the one that they're having is Mary Blair and the movies. And this goes along with the special exhibition on Mary Blair's art. So they're going to have discussions throughout the month up on Mary Blair's career. It's going to talk about stories behind classic films such as Cinderella and Peter Pan, while guiding you through different examples of Mary's vibrant and dazzling artistic style. And that will actually be um, over at the Diane um, Disney Miller Exhibition Hall, where the Mary Blair exhibit is housed. They're having a talk that I am going to be going to, and that is Lady and the Tramp, A Technical Triumph. I know, that's on Saturday, April 26th, and this is going to be um, led by Ralph Eggleston. He's an Oscar-winning filmmaker at Pixar Animation Studios. He's going to talk about the film's development and its unique place in America's film history, and I'm sure I'll be doing a segment on that. And... One of the interesting things, we've talked so much about Dapper Days. If you're going to be anywhere um, near the museum on April 25th, the folks that put on Dapper Days at Disneyland and Walt Disney World are doing a Dapper Days on April 25th, an Animate Your Night Fantasyland Flare from 7 to 10 p.m. You can put on your best Dapper wear and go to their Fantasyland-themed after-hours party. Again, this is to celebrate the exhibition Magic, Color, and Flair, The World of Mary Blair. And they're going to have a special presentation from the Dapper Day founder, Justin Jorgensen. They're going to have a taste of the signature con cocktails. So you can either enjoy the bippity-bobbity-boos or the uh. sip sippity doo da <clears throat> nice. And you can... You can purchase a personalized mid-century style painting. Um, they're going to have some uh, sw um, swing music. And they always have then a s special photos that you can take of yourself where you can put on clothes or something that goes with the theme of the evening. So those animate your nights always a lot of fun. So, um, so we'll have a link to the museum's calendar in our show notes. So there's a lot of fun things to do um, in the month of April at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco's Presidio. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo. On April 10th, we're going to be celebrating It's a Small World's 50th um, birthday or anniversary. And Disney is already kicked off a celebration. And what they've done is you can go online and create your own little doll for It's a Small, your own little virtual It's a Small World doll and sing the song. And for every doll that's created virtually, the Walt Disney Company is going to contribute $1 um, up to $100,000 to UNICEF, which I think is a really um, cool charity it is. that they're going to be doing. Right. What were you going to totally say, Nancy? Cool. No, I was going to say, I said, um, yeah, it is. It's a, what a great thing that they can do is contribute that kind of money to I mean I wish it was more than a hundred thousand dollars to UNICEF but <laughs> well they're they're already donating a hundred and fifty thousand 
dollars ah. and honor the 50th anniversary. And then in addition to that, so good, good way that you that you mentioned that they're going to do another dollar for every sing along video. Oh, I forgot to say. So every doll that you create virtually, they want you to sing along. It's a small world, and they're going to play all these together. So on April 10th, hundreds of voices from the Disneyland Resort in California, um, the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, Tokyo Disney Resort in Japan, and the Disneyland Paris in France, and Hong Kong Disneyland Resort will come together to sing. Um, the famous song by the Sherman, Sherman. Brothers mm-hmm. <laughs> of the happiest cruise that ever sailed the seven seas. So look at the link that we'll have in the show notes um, that where you can click on to participate in this. Has anybody done it yet? I did. Well, I created the doll, but I didn't sing because okay. I have a cold right now. So. Well, I, I started to do the singing thing. I started to click through it just to see what it was like. And it wants it wants access to your camera, so it was gonna record video too. And my hair was all a mess, so I just I stopped. But oh, I got as far as creating the doll. I didn't get as far as singing. That would. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I'll make sure I'll put on so, my new. I'm, I might I might go back and do it, but I, I it see wanted access. It wanted access to your camera. Is the NSA behind this? It could be. <laughs> it could be. Make sure that you have the right stuff behind you. Yeah, exactly. I was say, I <laughs> that my, too. Uh, yeah. I have my great canvas of the It's a Small World art. Yeah, there you but, go. But, and then there you go. I remember when It's a Small World opened. I was a, a small child, but I remember it being, I don't remember it, it opening. I remember You must it have been just new. a baby. <laughs> yeah. 1972 <laughs> is when I, I went through it the first and only time as a child. And I bought the, I, I made my parents my grandparents buy me the record and I sang that I mean in my little house in St. Louis I would listen to the record like almost every day I could sing that song in like seven languages <laughs> jeez it was such a cool song <laughs> now I can't uh, but then I could alright thank you Mary Jo I will go next the second annual Knott's Berry Bloom returns April 12th with larger-than-life displays of beautiful spring colors, interactive family-friendly activities, expanded gourmet food and wine-tasting opportunities, and more. New for 2014, celebrate the nostalgic history of Knott's Roots, literally, at the Ghost Town Boysenberry Festival. Uh, The immersive festival honors the delectable berry that started it all in inventive and delicious ways. The historic theme park will host the inaugural Ghost Town Boysenberry Festival, where guests can buy, uh, where guests can wine, dine, and buy boysenberry-inspired products throughout the winding streets of Old West. Uh, Walt and Cordelia Knotts's Knotts's Knotts original roadside boysenberry stand will be recreated for the event, cool. from which guests will be able to purchase authentic boysenberry plants. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Uh, as part of the festival, the Wilderness Dance Hall. Inside there, you'll find boysenberry-inspired gourmet food and wine offerings. Mm. Uh, outside the dance hall, you'll find topiaries uh, that will shine bright at night. Uh, inside Around the ghost town, you'll find mouth-watering aroma of ribs, chicken, alligator, and other charboiled treats. Ooh, yum. Smothered with boysenberry glaze and cooked on open-air barbecues. <sighs> Ooh, boysenberry alligators. Yes, yes. On Schoolhouse Road, guests will try their can try their hand at Western themed games with the boysenberry twist, of course. Uh, pie eating con- boysenberry pie eating contest will take place in front of the Birdcage Theater. 
Uh, let's see what else. Um, of course, our friends Kirk, Crazy Kirk, and the Hillbilly Hillbillies will have their show in front of the Birdcage Theater. Um, also, it, at the in the the Charleston Circle area, Peanuts Party in the Park will return during the day, and then at night. Knotts is debuting a new nighttime dance party called Blumination, where uh, the decorations, the flowers and stuff, all have LED lights in them. Those will go wild. And wild? But- sure, wild. Uh, butterfly stilt walkers that will go around the crowd. And, of course, your DJ playing the hardest, hottest dance tune. Okay, time out. Yeah. I'm all with a cool dance party, but I'm confused where the stilt walker comes in. That makes it kind of creepy. It's- yeah, kind of. Like, well, but they're but they're shaped as butterflies. Nothing different than the flamingos that run around the Mad Tea Party. Okay, exactly. well, that was my question. It was yeah. that was kind of my plant there? Obviously, they're trying to get that client that that yeah. group. Yep. But a lot yeah. of teenagers, locals go to Knots. Do you think they're trying to get the like you know, what age group goes to the Mad Tea Party other than Wayne? Um, young in the 20s. Thir- yeah. 20s I know, to 30s. Some in their 30s. Early 30s. Okay. 30s. Uh, last but not least, the Easter Beagle's enormous egg hunt returns this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, five interactive Easter Beagle locations with prize prizes for kids 3 to 11 years old. And, of course, at the end, you get to meet the Easter Beagle himself, Snoopy. So, uh, Nutsberry Bloom runs from April 12th through April 27th. And during that time... Nuts will be extending their hours 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. so you can take advantage of all the limited time offerings. That sounds like a lot of fun. And it also yeah. sounds like they decided to take the fact that Disney doesn't have a food and wine festival and really incorporate it, too. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Nancy, rapid fire? Okay. Well, I've got something up in my neighborhood, and that is um, very, very soon now... Despicable Me is opening at University. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that too. Despicable Me Minion Mayhem is actually the full name of it at Universal Studios Hollywood. And it's been in uh, technical rehearsals with, for us Disney folks. We refer to the soft openings. Um, and it looks really fun. The whole area around this attraction has really been captured really, really well. Um, the it's You enter through Gru's house. Oh, how fun. And you go through some of the rooms and hallways and things like that in the house. Um, and once you're through, you enter into... Um, you enter into a room that has all kinds of really cool um, artifacts and things to look at. This is where you get your pre-show um your pre-show informational video um so while you're either paying attention or not paying attention to it you can see like cruise rhino chair and there's a family tree spoiler uh, alert jeez just all kinds of very cool things that it looks really cool so So i mean all this stuff is online so spoilery Spoilerish. Yeah. And then when does you, it open? When does it officially open? It officially opens on April tenth. Cool. And um, a couple other cool things. It's now for people who are concerned what kind of an attraction it is. 
it's one of those where it's a theater, but the theater breaks into many uh, motion sim cars. Okay. You know, they don't go on a track or anything. It's just a theater. So think Honey, I Shrunk the Audience or Captain EO, but only in smaller sections and groupings. So yeah. um, after that, they start introducing you to what's going to be around the area, which should hopefully be going into soft opening soon. And that is dun, 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 Super Silly Funland. Excellent. So it looks like... I, I can't wait. It, it just looks really, really fun. They've got a Gru, um, a Gru themed, uh, cafe, mm-hmm. which, um, it's called Gru's Lab Cafe and it's got some pretty decent looking stuff. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with it so far. And, uh, and also it's got an inner, the street is interactive, kind of like, uh, Toontown. Okay. So very fun. Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Mm hmm. Have to get out there and take a look and get some pictures. I know, I know. And then they say Harry Potter's coming along really well too. Very um, cool. So looking forward it, to that. Very quick. Yeah, it'll be nice to see what they pick and choose to include from um, the un- the Florida theme parks, right? To put together. Excellent. But we definitely know we're getting the uh, journey, the Hogwarts with the journey. Yeah, yeah. That's the definite. Yeah. All right, Tony. More brunch. That's kind of my thing, San Diego brunches for Easter. So, first, who wouldn't like to celebrate Easter with none other than Shamu? Nice. Easter brunch with Shamu is starting at 50. I hope he's wearing bunny ears. Yeah, I think so. The festive flair. Yeah, I'm. Now I'm picturing Shamu wearing bunny ears, and I'm trying to think, like, how could they do that? And you know what? I don't think that he would. there would be any protests about that whatsoever. <laughs> none at all. Yeah, none at all. Um, okay, so starting at $59, Eey. but you're eating with Shamu. Oh, sorry. Okay. And remember, Shamu loves brunch with humans. <laughs> Orcas love eating brunch with humans on a religious holiday. So here's what – here's the menu – Omelet station. Now look, everybody's getting on the whole Shamu blackfish thing. Cage-free eggs. I think they've listened. So cage-free eggs, mushrooms, peppers, ham, onions, cheese, tomatillo salsa, roasted tomato salsa. French crepe station has savory crepe, ham, cheese, sweet crepe, Nutella, and strawberries. Breakfast buffet has applewood smoked bacon, breakfast sausage, home fries, potatoes, scrambled egg frittata, French toast, silver dollar pancakes, Maple syrup and whipped cream are listed. I don't count those as items. Bagels and cream cheese, smoked salmon, shaved red onions, croissants, mini Danish pastries. Uh, The lunch buffet has mango teriyaki chicken, Spanish rice pilaf, fresh fresh vegetables, California salad, quinoa, is that how we say it? Quinoa spinach salad, tomato mozzarella salad, house salad and dressings, tri-tip, horseradish Mm -hmm. sauce, green peppercorn sauce, and desserts, cheesecakes, chocolate mousse, mini red velvet, fresh fruit tarts, Fresh fruit, chocolate-covered strawberries, and beverages. And it's a private buffet with outdoor seating. So hopefully it's good weather, but it starts at $59. And you can figure that, find that out at SeaWorldParks.com and make sure you click on the San Diego one and not Orlando. And to keep eating with animals going, the zoo is also having Easter brunch. And that's from 11 to 3 p.m. Now, I know that the San Diego Zoo does have a fancy restaurant that's supposed to be really good and just looking at their website 
they are also including like to show what kind of it's not like the shamu the shamu i'm an old guy um spring they have a spring winemaker dinner on saturday april 5th um so like they have high-end kind of restaurants and this albert's and you can hold your private event there and stuff so just so you know it's a little it's supposed to be good and it, we've eaten there. It is very, very good. Okay. The, and it's named after one of their gorillas from the past. Okay, now I don't want to eat there. I don't want to think no, of a gorilla. Because I mean really where they think got about Albert's it. From. But isn't a gorilla like maybe one of the most disgusting animal I mean, we've all seen what gorillas do. Oh please, gorillas and men, they're almost the same. <laughs> uh, nice. You know, some of us are Fancy sophisticated. Wdwinfo.com. Yeah. <laughs> so, so about this brunch. <laughs> So anyways, if you would like to eat at a restaurant named after a gorilla, it's 11 to 3 on Easter. It's 40 on Easter Sunday. It's 42.95 for adults, so it's cheaper than the um anything Disney would have to offer. Yeah, um 18.95 for children, 3 to 11. Non you remember you need zoo admission though. And the menu for this one has Dijon and honey glazed ham, grilled chicken with lemon sauce, artichokes and rice, grilled tri-tip with whole grain mustard sauce. Irish white cheddar macaroni and cheese with breadcrumb mm. topping, applewood smoked bacon and spicy sausage and spicy sausages, whipped Idaho potato mash with cream and butter. What's the difference? Is that just a fancy way to say mashed potatoes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't. I just that's a little pretentious for me. Um, roasted broccoli with cheddar cheese sauce. So- okay, it's roasted broccoli with cheddar cheese sauce, but the other thing's a whipped Idaho potato mash. Um, they have an. Uh, an omelet bar, bacon, ham, shrimp, onions, peppers, mushrooms, tomatoes, shredded cheddar cheese, um, Caesar salad, red potato salad, assorted muffins, Danish and breakfast breads, and a treehouse cheese board, smoked cheddar, spicy pepper jack, Maytag blue, creamy breeze, sharp cheddar and Swiss, melons, berries, citrus, cakes, pastries, 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 petite fours. What are those? Mm-hmm. Petty four, petit fours. They're little, they're, they're little cakes. tiny cakes. Little square, little, little tiny square cakes. So can't they just call them little tiny square cakes? <laughs> no, because they're called petit fours. <laughs> that's what it means in French. Oh, again, little tiny square cakes. That's why I should be eating at the restaurant named after a gorilla. A gorilla, because yeah. like Nancy said, men and gorillas are exactly mm-hmm. the same. <laughs> now, what that says about Nancy marrying a man? I'm you not going to go my into that. Better than any girl I ever possibly could be. <laughs> okay, and that's forty two ninety five. So there's some Easter buffets in San Diego at the zoo and at SeaWorld. Excellent. That sounds really yummy. All right, time for the thread of the week, Mary Jo. This week we have a thread by Christina forty one oh nine. She's relatively new. She started in January of uh, twenty fourteen, and she put out a thread called the most tear-jerking moment you've witnessed in the parks and she writes okay the weirdest thing you've seen in the parks thread got me thinking what is the most moving touching tear-jerking thing you've witnessed in the parks she says we were she says actually she says i've got two i'm allowed to cheat i started the thread we were in line for finding nemo and i was annoyed at how long it was suddenly i noticed a father and son nearby The father was holding his son's shirt up, and I thought that was weird. Then I realized that the father was feeding his son through a feeding tube. They were both in a great mood, talking about what they do next and what their favorite ride of the day was. I was dumbstruck. Here I was, feeling whiny about standing in line, 
and this father and son, who obviously had bigger problems than I did, were just enjoying the park and having a good time. Her second story is, I was hugely pregnant when my company had their annual picnic in Disneyland. I went on maybe two rides, but still had a blast. My husband and best friend were riding Space Mountain, and I hung out near the exit. I noticed a large group of what seemed to be physically and mentally disabled adults. I think they were waiting to ride using an auxiliary entrance, but I could be wrong. One of the men just started dancing, out of nowhere. A nice lady who seemed to be their nurse or caretaker said, Are you dancing? Are you shaking your groove thing? The man exclaimed, Yeah! She asked, Why? Because I'm happy. Why are you happy? Because I'm at Disneyland. So those were two of her stories that just brought tears to her eyes. And I wanted to go around California and ask the team, have you ever experienced anything at Disneyland? And you can say Walt Disney World, but preferably Disneyland, that have ever um, brought tears to your eyes of something that you witnessed at the parks. Oh, gosh. Always. Okay, Tom? I'm a, I'm a sap, you know that. <laughs> um, of course, any any time I watch the flag retreat, oh yeah, um, that that always gets to me. Uh, you know, there was one time where there was a gentleman in a wheelchair, you know, wheeled himself up. Yeah, you know, how they they invite veterans to come up, but he you know he wheeled himself up. But when they called his his branch of the military, he locked those wheels. He, you know. I think I think he had like his son or something with him and he made sure he stood up when his branch was called and it was just like okay yeah there there go the tears um so in, anytime anytime I watch the the flag retreat just when they especially when they're doing the when they're calling the branches of the military um the other day yeah you, you know the little things sometimes that get to you they were doing the the concert in front of the in front of the castle with the with the band with the the main street mm-hmm. with the main street band or the Disneyland in front of the, band. In sorry, front of the flowers, floral Mickey. No, 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 in front of the castle. Okay. And then they they bring out the characters and stuff, and at the end they the characters get on the on the tr- the fire engine and they follow the band down main street. But anyway, as part of the as part of the this little sh- music and show and stuff. They're basically talking about Disneyland and they play Walt's speech from opening day. And so I'm standing there in front of the castle and they start to play this and I start mouthing the words along with it. And I'm like, okay, it's getting to me. You know, just being in that moment, it just like, okay, there go the tears. I mean, not, not, yeah, luckily I had my sunglasses on, but it's just anytime, anytime I hear that speech, it, it gives me chills for some reason. Well, just thinking what, what he's done for yeah. everybody yeah. who's gone there. What about you, Michael? Gosh, it usually has something to do with our kids <laughs> or grandchildren. Right. But I think I think one of the the one that first sprung to my mind was you know folks who know us know that you know Carol has been ill for quite a few years now. Um, shortly. After, you know, she was originally diagnosed with cardiopulmonary hypertension for which there's no cure. And then about a year after that, she was diagnosed with cancer. And one of the things that she kept, that kept her going through all the chemo and radiation and all that was, um, 
her goal was to take our granddaughter to Disneyland for her and ride with her on Dumbo. Because at the time, our son and his family were stationed in Guam. So we, you know, we didn't see them very often. So we were looking forward to when they returned stateside so we could, you know, take our granddaughter, take them all to Disneyland. And so I think when finally they were back and, um, when we, when we went to Disneyland that first time and the first ride we went on was Dumbo and, you know, seeing Carol, you know, who lost her hair by this time and all that, you know, um, Going for that ride on Dembo with our granddaughter, it, um, you know, I, I, that did it. (laughs) Even thinking about it, you know, still does. So, um, oh my God, you know, tugging at your heart. I know. And, you know, where else does a place, where else can you have an experience like that? Right. You know, that's what makes Disneyland and Walt Disney World, you know, so unique. That's so true. Thank you. Nancy, what about you? Oh, gosh. I think, like Michael said, a lot of times things happen with the family. Like, I can remember watching Fourth of July fireworks, holding Zoe and singing songs, you know, mm-hmm. Amer- American songs, you know, things she'd never heard before. Um, watching any little kid light up with wonder and go running to a character or, you know, just being so excited but it's that that first discovery expression whenever you can watch someone's first discovery expression mm-hmm. it, it just gets you right in the gut it's i don't know i agree with you tony what about you well i know tom at the end of our episodes always says uh, disneyland is always better when it's shared and i've not had any of those experience like seeing other people but um Last night, actually, last night, or what the night when we recorded this podcast, but um, seeing the fireworks, and um, you know, I've seen the fireworks before. I'm like, yeah, whatever, fireworks, big deal. But when you're there with someone special, like I was last night, and you get to like hold them close and see the fireworks, you get kind of teary eyed because it's just like, oh, everything is great, and it makes you, and especially you know, the dreams come true and all that stuff, and um. When you're, when you're waiting for that to happen and then it does and then you're there with the fireworks, it's like really like touching. I'm going to keep it together. And, um, but it's, it's about the people you're with and, um, being able to stand on Main Street and hold her and watch the fireworks really got to me because it's that, that's that happiness and that, um, but that also like that innocence of, being to be being able to be happy there watching fireworks, you know. So there's my teary eyed moments. How about you, Major? Uh, for me, I, I like you. Whenever I watch the flag retreat ceremony, right, and I see the veterans stand up in in honor and the camaraderie between them, and just proud. I'm pretty patriotic, as I've said before, and when I see that. And just the appreciation that they served our country and just with the whole meaning that it's bigger than us, it just hits me. And the fact that Disneyland celebrates our nation mm-hmm. that way yeah, and the service of the veterans, that that always brings tears to my eyes. 
And then specifically, there was one time when I was watching Fantasmic with my, with my kids. And this little girl was in front of us. And after the show was over, she looked up at her father and she threw her arms around him. And I'll never forget, she was saying, oh, thank you, Daddy, for bringing me to show me this show. Thank you. Thank you. Raining kisses on him and, and just so happy to be at Disneyland and to have watched Fantasmic. I, it just got to me and I just, I was sitting there like an idiot, just crying to myself, mm -hmm. you know, but there's so many moments like that, that Disneyland brings, um, to all of us. I have another one that I want to read. Th this thread has so many, um, truly, truly, um, I, I really encourage you guys to read this thread because it lets you, it helps you see what's really important in life and what the magic of Disney, like, like Michael had said in his segment that, that um, his 60s segment where he said that um, Walt wanted a magic place. I think that's what you said, Michael. Yes. The Disneyland would be a magic place. It, it, it truly, I mean, when you talk about this man having vision and what it truly has brought to people worldwide, it's true. But this is a story from um, Bird Sings Words. And she's from Sacramento. My mom went to Disneyland opening year as a child and every year after that. She kept up the tradition with her own kids and I have a lifetime of happy Disneyland memories as a result. My mom always said that she used to dream as a child of being one of the cast members on the Storybook Land Canal Boats when she got old enough to sit perfectly on the boat, just, on the boat stern with her ankles crossed daintily and give the narration on the intercom. She'd always do the, oh no, we've just been swallowed by Monstro. The very same whale that swallowed Pinocchio portion of the speech in her very best cast member circa 1960 voice while sharing this long lost dream. A few years ago, I told one of the cast members while we were being loaded onto the boat that my mom had always aspired to do her job. And why? My mom didn't hear us talking. After the boat was fully loaded, that wonderful cast member asked my mom to stand patted the stern of the boat, held out the microphone, and said, it's your turn. My mom was confused at first, but then I got all teary when she finally understood what was going on, and she slid right into that seat and seized the mic. It was like 50 years fell away as she sat there, ankles perfectly crossed, and launched into her best, oh no, we've just been swallowed. She needed a little help with some of the narration, which the cast member would whisper to her, and she'd then deliver but she did the whole ride. Nice. The applause from the guests at the end, led by that fairy godmother of a cast member, brought tears to all our eyes. This thread is full of stories like this and even more um, heartfelt stories that will mm -hmm. really get to you. So um, for those of you who would like to bring a little specialness, excuse me, bring a little specialness to um, your night or day, Please uh, go to the link that Tom's going to include in our show notes and read the thread. And if you have any that you share, please do so, whether it be at Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Um, share your story so that we can all be touched. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.